Callum bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! Hello and welcome to another episode of Ringing the Blues with me, Phil Catchpole. On this week's show, we have all the action and reaction from both the Huddersfield Town and Derby County games. We hear from Gareth Ainsworth, Matt Bloomfield. Hopefully somewhere in my future, a coaching role at this football club would be great. I also caught up with Jack Grimmer. Literally everyone, I think, can hear my screaming voice when I'm, when I'm shouting. Plus, we hear from Wickham Wanderers Chief Financial Officer Pete Kuhig about the return of fans. I'm just like everybody else. I just want some sense of normalcy to return. But first, let's catch up with our old friend Uri with the results from Mexico City. From Mexico City, my name is Uri, and here are the results for the Championship League. Brentford 2, Queen's Park Rangers 1, Reading 3, Bristol City 1, Birmingham City 0, Millwall 0, Blackburn Rovers 2, Barnsley 1, Cardiff City 4, Luton Town 0, Derby County 1, Wickham Wanderers 1, Huddersfield Town 3, Middlesbrough 2, Norwich City 1, Coventry City 1, Rotterdam United 2, Bournemouth 2, Sheffield Wednesday 0, Stoke City 0, Watford 4, Preston North End 1, Nottingham Forest vs Swansea City played on Sunday. And as you know, well, on Wednesday there will be a thousand fans allowed into Adams Park to watch the game. The fans are back, but remember the rules. Hands, manos, face, cara, space, espacio. Hands, face, space, manos, cara, espacio. So, take care and enjoy the match at Adams Park. The fans are back, and I'm back to the Ingerland Studios with my amigo, Phil Catchpole. See you next week. Busy week for Wickham started on Tuesday night at home to Huddersfield Town. A nil-nil draw, and after the game, I spoke to Gareth Ainsworth for his reaction. Gareth, a second consecutive nil-nil draw at Adams Park. Is a point gained or two drops? <laughs> Listen, we're the championship. We take full responsibility for where we are. We're in the championship. And a nil-nil draw is, uh, is brilliant. Um, you know, six months ago, we were in League One, and, and, and we were probably looking at, at, at teams and, and thinking we could only dream of get, getting these, these pictures and these results and I'm actually coming off disappointed we, we didn't win. And so, how's that feel, you know? That's, that's brilliant for me. I mean, I've really had that feeling yet. Um, disappointment that we haven't won. Um, I thought Saturday against Brentford, if the game had been 10 minutes longer, we'd, we'd have won that. Um, today, there was quite a lot of um, organisation and panicking coming from Huddersfield's bench, I thought, you know, the way they were changing to try and stop us playing. Um, massive compliment. Really proud of the boys. One or two leg issues now I'll have to look at for Saturday, but um, we've been here before. We've been here in the, 
you know, the, the Papa John's it's called now and cup games and, and so we are we are ready to roll tight, we are ready to be strong and we're ready to continue right to Christmas with this fixture build up now. A lot of lengthy injury um, yeah. gaps in this game. It kind yeah. of disrupted the rhythm a lot, didn't it? Totally, yeah. I mean, how, how ironic it's 12 keepers going down with injuries. It doesn't happen very often, does it? So, uh, But um, it did give um, chances to change formations for both managers, which was great. So, um, yeah, just looking forward now to, to Saturday, like I say, and, uh, and we'll see um, we'll see where the boys are on, on Thursday. You know, they can have a day off tomorrow because they deserve it. Um, and we've got a big game, obviously. It's, it's Derby County, and, and they're right. Um, down there with us and you know to get above that line would be a massive psychological boost and I'm sure we can do it very soon. Uh, subs wise um, your attacking substitutions Daryl Horgan and, and Gareth McCleary nearly really made a big difference. Yeah both came very close you know and fantastic defending from the Huddersfield team um, just a nick got it around the post um, I thought we uh, we again made some good chances probably just a bit more magic around the box is, uh, is something that I'd, I'd be asking for um, we've got players to do that and I'm sure you'll be seeing them very soon. Dominic Gate, welcome back into the starting lineup on Saturday. Started again tonight, but went off again injured. Is that a concern? Uh, he landed on shoulder funny, but the, the fact that he got up and he uh, he sort of walked around, I think he's good. I've done that shoulder injury before, and I, I stayed on the floor. Now either Dominic's a lot tougher than me, or uh, I've got it totally wrong. I think he'll be all right. And uh, if it's anything he misses, I think it'll only be a week. And that's three consecutive clean sheets in the league at Adams Park. Uh, building from the back. Absolutely, you know, we, we pride ourselves on, on being solid and I think being solid, uh, we've proven we can be solid now. Um, slowly, slowly. If we can keep clean sheets, we'll get enough points to stay in this division without a shadow of a doubt. I'm really looking forward to the next few games and, uh, yeah, let's let's see. And looking ahead to the Saturday, it's a famous old name, Derby County. Fantastic opportunity for Wickham to make a mark against one of the rivals down the bottom as well. Uh, I, you know, Phil, I've played there when Pride Park, you know, and... and, and it's an awesome place, especially when it's full and it's rocking. It's not going to be, so I think that will work in our advantage because I think the fans will be back very soon. But um, it's uh, it's a big it's a big game because, uh, like I say, they're down there at the bottom. They've had a, a slow start. They've, uh, they're obviously trying to sort out the manager's situation, and uh, and we're going there very confident with our titles up with two, two, three clean sheets now, um, and uh, it seems to be coming together. Just maybe getting the uh, the goals that do there now. Bit of disruption at Derby. Is it a good time to get them? I don't know. I'll tell you after the game started. And finally, on fans, um, potentially the next game here at Adams Park could have some of the home fans back in uh, by looking like we'll know more details as the week progresses. But that's going to be major for this club, isn't it? Yeah, I, I cannot wait for these fans to come back. You know, they deserve to see Championship football. They've been with us for 133 years through the generations, and uh, and we want to give them Championship football. We would, they would have been proud of us tonight, and I'm sure they all are. You know what? They might have almost made the difference as well. So looking forward to uh, to seeing this place rocking again. I also spoke to Jack Grimmer following the second consecutive clean sheet for Wickham Wanderers and we'll hear from him later in the show. Let's head off to Pride Park now to relive the action from Wickham's trip to Derby County. Here's what happened. Derby come again now. Sibley makes a run but Lawrence comes in central. Lawrence still going. Edge of the box. Ball crosses in now and now the ball is in the back of the net and Holmes has got it and Derby have the lead. Lovely play from Lawrence. Low ball into the box and Holmes with a simple task of just clipping it over all sop. It's Derby County 1, Wickham Wanderers 0. Grimmer back to Horgan, who's pulling the strings here in this attack at least. Horgan crosses to the back post, looking for Fred on the Denmark. He gets up and it's in! It's slid in by Matt Bloomfield. Wickham have the equaliser, and Mr Wickham has got the goal. And Wickham from the back post, Fred on the Denmark with the assist. Marshall seems statuesque at Bloomfield, as if by magic appeared from nowhere and slid the ball home. 
Gareth to use the old football cliche, uh, a game of two halves there. Definitely, and also really pleased that we've we've come out of it uh, on the ascendancy. Second half, we were, we were very good, you know, we really uh, got to grips with how we wanted to play. We've got to find a way of playing without Bayer sometimes better than we do because uh, it might be a change of formation. Um, I tried to change the style a little bit, um, but just uh, penetrating the Derby defence today was tough. Um, we needed to go up and make the ball stick, and, and once we did with Bayer, um, he shot how, how important he is to us. But uh, there's some good performances, some real, some real solid performances. There's a lot to work on as well from that first half, but the changes for me needed to be made. Um, and I'm really pleased too with the changes have combined, you know, to, to score the goal for Fred's header and, and Matt Bloomfield sliding in there. So great to, for him to get his first championship goal, but more importantly, us to not lose this game today because the Rooney bounce, you know, I mean, look at this place. It's, it's an amazing stadium. It's an amazing football club. We celebrated a, a point away at Sunderland two years ago like it was like the best thing ever. And, uh, and so I'm not going to take a point away at Derby County lightly, even though they are bottom of the league um, down there with us. We've got to make sure that we pick up as many points as we can on the board, celebrate everyone, because um, it's a long season and I'm sure we're going to do enough to stay in this league. You've always talked about your generals, but half-time struggling in a battle, two generals come on and change the game. Yeah, and we knew that at the start of the game we were quite young, you know. Young Anis is going to be a heck of a player, but again, with him, Dennis... Uh, and then Alex Patterson has come on for Curtis Thompson. The midfield is very, very young, you know, and, and sometimes that shows, you know, they're learning their trade, they're learning to, to play at a championship level is very hard, you know. A lot of the players get their experience in Leagues 2 and Leagues 1 and, and then, you know, make this step. But um, proud of them all today, you know. I feel for Scott Cashkett and Anis coming off at half-time because they were victims of really the, the way the team played, not them personal performances, but it's trying to, trying to open opportunities for subs to come on and... Uh, like I said, Bale's is huge for us and, uh, and that was a big, big result for us. 38 years old, he's still doing the business for Wickham Wanderers, but you can't rely on him week on, week out, you know, with the midweek games as well. What, what is the plan B? Have you found it yet? We might have to. Well, we've signed each year this summer, you know, unfortunately he's been in, had a couple of nasty injuries, which has been, uh, you know, that's hurt him and hurt us. But, um, you know, Bale's, Bale's going to be big for us if we can stay as fit as he can and, and make sure that he plays as many games as possible. Um, and Hooch can learn off him, and then it's probably the transition for the next the next generation. But um, at the moment, we, uh, we're reliant on the big man uh, in one style of play. And when he's not there, I've got to work out a way then of finding something different. How can we uh, how can we then take teams and, and, and open teams up? Because uh, it's difficult sometimes, especially at this level. But myself, Dobbo, Sam will be working really hard to get the... Uh, to get the tactics in place and uh, and I'm sure that we'll be uh, we'll be competitive in most games this year. Uh, stoppage time was, was lengthy because of the injury to Blooms but before then Wickham nearly nicked it with a, a wonder strike from Gareth McCleary. Yeah, I mean we're what we're half an inch away from winning the game today, you know. Maybe a little bit unjust on Derby because they were so dominant in the first half. The goal disallowed, is it offside? We don't know. Ryan Allsorts made a brilliant save, absolutely brilliant save again to keep us in, that's what he's there for. But um but Bayo had a good chance. Um, I think uh, Daryl Hogan's had a, a shot, you know, and, and we've, we've had opportunities in that second half. Uh, it's, uh, it's not been plain sailing for Derby all day, and uh, like I said, I'm pleased we've come up the pitch on the ascendancy. Take that into Wednesday, I'm sure we'll give Stoke a good goal. That's one defeat now in, in seven championship games. It's, it's a massive turnaround from the start of the season. <laughs> it's huge, you know, and uh, I'm hoping that people understand just where we are, just... We, we, we lost the first seven, and the next seven, like I said, we've only lost one, and we've, we've got some real consistency together now. Clean sheets, you know, solid defending, um, building from the back, but um, 
again, we're going to have to step up just again to, to get these draws into wins. You know, the draw specialists won't keep you up. We need some wins. We need some points on the board. Um, hopefully, they'll come soon. My job is to keep working these boys hard, keeping them fit, making sure that we're competitive in every single game. It's a hell of a schedule now till Christmas. Um, Curtis Thompson's gone off with a with a, an injury today. Dennis Adenarin's picked an injury up. You know, so Josh Knight was moving very gingerly at the end. So it's uh, same old, same old. We've got the squad. We've got the depth. Um, I'm hoping that we can uh, we can see right up to Christmas with similar performances like the second half today. How is Curtis? Because his return to form uh, has been key to Wickham's performances and results coming. Definitely, it's coincided with uh, Curtis being back. You know, losing Gapey for a shoulder was uh, was tough, but I don't think he's going to be as, as long as everyone thought. So, um, yeah, we're just hoping that we uh, we can get these these boys back on the pitch soon. We've got Tafazoli and uh, and it Pizzi coming back. Still got fantastic subs in McCarthy, Samuel, you know, um, Freeman. He didn't come on today, so we've we've got um, we've got what it takes. It's just. Uh, just making sure that you know everything we uh, we do is is positive and, and looking towards surviving in this championship. Hopefully, the fans will be back Wednesday as well, which should be huge for us. Uh, you love the points target the other year in, in League Two and League One. Uh, what's your points target for this year? No, it's just survival. Whatever survival has been the average over the last three years, I'll go and check it out and come back to you. But um, you know, I, I think it'll be around the, the 48, 50 mark, something like that. I can't remember what it was last year, but all I know is that teams were at the bottom of the league this this time of last year didn't finish in the bottom three um, so there's big helpers there you know everyone thought probably Barnsley and Luton were, were gone as last year they done fantastic to get out of it there's no reason why this club Wickham Wanderers can't be in the championship next year and finally Wayne Rooney said if he gets the manager job full time you'll stop playing altogether uh, you started as a manager and a player as well uh, what advice would you give for him just keep going till your back goes <laughs> I'm only joking uh, he's, uh, he's been a, an unbelievable player um you know, I know he's younger than me, but you 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 look at you look at him with just total respect of what he's done in the game. I think he's a fantastic footballer. He's a great guy. He's very very good on the touchline. Um, wish him all the best. Um, if he wants to give up, then um, it's a long time gone. Believe me, you, you still love that turning out on that pitch and that buzz that you get of the competitiveness. Management's close, but nothing beats playing. Blooms, a goal in the championship for Wickham Wanderers. Fantastic, you must be absolutely delighted. Yeah, I feel like a little kid. I feel um, this has taken me back to a kid like Stake, the enthusiasm for football and the, the, the love of the game. And to get a goal in the championship is just an incredible feeling. I'm so, so, so chuffed. It was talking a week of retiring number 10 shirts, but you've done it proud today. Yeah, do you know what? Um, it, it's tough because in, in football, um, you know, it really is a, a real roller coaster. Um, you know, we had the high of getting promoted in, in July and then I found myself out of the team and um, a little injury over the last couple of weeks and I've really wanted to try and get forced my way back in. Um, I actually watched the, the documentary this morning, of, of, you know, you know, it's just, it's just, um, it's, it's a real roller coaster life to live um, and to get, come on and get a point and get a goal today, I'm, I'm, I'm beyond happy. A few of the lads are saying it might have already crossed the line, there's no doubt in that, is it? No, it's your goal? Over the line, it was my goal. How many seasons now have you scored for Wickham Wanderers in a row? I think it's everyone, isn't it? I think Cess tells me he's the man who knows. Um, do you know what? It's 18 years I've been at this football club next month. No, 17 years. 17 years I've been at this football club next month. Uh, and it's... Um, uh, what, what can I say? I'm, I'm so proud to, to be a part of this football club. We've been going from strength to strength over the last few years. If you told me in the last five or six years that I was going to score in the championship and Wickham was going to be coming to Derby County and coming away disappointed to only really get a point in second half... Um, 
you know, it's an incredible journey that we're on and I'm just so proud and excited to be a part of it. With a little injury and Gareth having his operation, you were stepping up and, and doing some of the coaching responsibilities with Dobbo. How did you find that? Absolutely loved it. Um, absolutely loved being able to have a, a, a say in that, in that part as well. Um, I was gutted that the gaffer wasn't about and now he's back, which we're, we're chuffed to have. I loved, I loved having that little week with Dobbo, which, which we had, and that's hopefully somewhere in my future a coaching role at this football club would be great. I've got a step in that door at the moment, which I'm trying to make the most of and trying to learn off Dobbo and the gaffer as much as I can, but also have a, a burning desire to to prove myself on the pitch and so um, you know it, it, it's a bit of a tough one at, at times because you're trying to do both but I'm, I'm loving it so um, yeah uh, days like today make it all worth it. Games are thick and fast now but in your 30s but in the best shape of your career from what we can see from the from the press box two games a week up to Christmas that's going to take some toll not just on you but on the squad. Of course it is you know it's not it's not an easy schedule for us to negotiate having one of the smaller squads in the league but what we do have in our favour is a, an utter desire and enthusiasm to prove us at this level uh, there's going to be ups and downs of course there is along the way um, and if I get an opportunity to play at some point in the future I'll, I'll do my very best that's all I've ever done for this football club you know hopefully that's good enough um, at times it is at times it isn't and uh, uh, and I'll continue to do my best and today it was uh, and we move on to this week and, and look forward to trying to take our opportunities when they come and part of your role as the general now you've got the likes of Mameti and Adenaran now young players coming in cutting their teeth in a Wickham shirt what are you telling those guys on a weekly basis well, I think it's part of my responsibility as, as club captain, as coach, as general. I sat down with Dennis with the laptop yesterday afternoon in the hotel and went through his clips from Tuesday night. I'm trying to trying to pass on a little bit of my knowledge and experience. He's trying to learn as much as he can because he's a great lad. We live together and, you know, so him and Anis, you know, they've got really, really big big futures ahead of them. They can do stuff on the ball that, that I can't and I, I know that, but I've got I've got parts of my game that I'd like to try and pass on an experience and, and if I can do that, then, then if that makes them a little bit of a better player, then I'll get a Massive, massive buzz of that. So with Derby County with plenty of worries of their own, here's what the Rams fans had to say after the game. It's the opposition view, part one. Black and white sheep. Struggling to get anything at home against Wickham. There's only one way this team's going. Last bad enough at the minute without having to go through that twice a week. I'll still look out for the results, but I won't be watching or listening anymore. I'm done. Chris Martin. Wickham dominated us throughout the second half, and we were incredibly lucky to even get a draw in the end. Let me just repeat that. We were incredibly lucky to get a draw at home to Wickham Wanderers. What the hell has been happening to our club? I'm just lost for words. Get Sam Allardyce in now before it's too late. Ram Arena. After a poor first half, Ainsworth outthought us and deserved at least a point, if not more. Gee, Screamer. We can have plenty of fight, but apart from that out wide, Hogan, they play the most agricultural football I've ever seen at this level. Second only to John Beck's Cambridge. And yet... We only drew. Grimsby Ram. Our old team were very poor and were outplayed by Wickham in the second half. Akin Fenwa tore us apart and he literally can't move. IRM 14. I thought it was crazy how much Akin Fenwa changed the game when he came on. I've never seen anyone bully Davis and Wisdom like that. 
The only reason I'm not too down tonight is that without Akin Fenwa, who's a complete anomaly in this league, I'm fairly confident we would go on to win that game. James Pond. You get what you deserve in football. First half, against a poor Wickham side, I could see only a win for us. But oh no, Ainsworth brings Akin Fenwa on. And we're dumbstruck. Sad to say, our whole coaching team was outthought by a manager who knows how to play the game. Dan S. 1992. Can we please stop the Rooney experiment and bring in an actual manager before it's too late? J. Ram. An experienced championship manager would sort out this lot and work out a clear way of playing to our strengths. Rooney is not that man. Working with a better team in the second half, and that is demoralising. Good news! Wickham Wanderers have received approval from the local safety advisory group to let fans into Adams Park for Wednesday's championship fixture against Stoke City. 1,000 fans will be allowed in in what will be a test event and with Wickham being in Tier 2, that's hoped to be extended to 2,000 fans with games moving forwards. Well, on Saturday after the game at Pride Park, I caught up with a confident Pete Kuhig about what a return for fans will look like. Pete, Wickham's first season in the Championship and there are going to be fans coming into Adams Park. Tell me about the details for the Stoke game. Well, we're waiting on final approval. Got an email back, got some questions to answer. We're going through the process about getting everything done and approved. Uh, should be good to go, um, but it'd be a thousand people there um, on Wednesday, thank God. How confident are you? You're, you're a confident man. What's well, I'm your an percentage? odds man, so let me put odds on it. I, I, you know, 98% sure. You know, nothing's ever 100% sure in this world. Uh, but based on the feedback we've gotten, we think we can handle it. Yeah, for sure. High Wickham in Tier 2. So after this event, is the plan then to stretch that capacity to 2,000? Yeah, absolutely. As soon as we're allowed to let 2,000 in, we are. Um, originally, I think uh, clubs were required to have two pilot events, but now they're only asking us to have one. If everything goes according to plan, we should be able to have 2,000 for Coventry on the 12th. And uh, the match day experience, how's that going to look now? Because in, in, in this new post-COVID world, how's that going to work? Sadly, we can't sell beer, uh, which is a little disappointing right now. We're, we're, we're really, uh, the rules and regulations are sort of uh, not clear. So when I say we can't sell beer, we're not sure. We've got to serve substantial meals. We've got to, we're kind of in an interesting spot because uh, we're not a restaurant. We're not a pub. We're a stadium that sort of has both. And so there's, there's, the rules are very clear cut for pubs. The rules are very clear cut for restaurants. But when you get to a stadium um, conference center, I guess is what it, what it technically is, um, it's a little bit, we, we have to figure out how to pull off all those things. So we, in order to serve beer, we may need to serve our uh, supporters substantial meals at the same time. Rob will be coming over with his uh, Cajun spices. Yeah, I hope so. The uh, second best bit of the news uh, this week, which uh, is that I, I think there's only a five-day quarantine with a test rather than a 14-day. So Rob will be able to come over sooner rather than later. I, uh, he did say he wasn't going to step foot in the stadium until the fans are, are in. Now they're in, so he's got to get back over uh, to England soon. 
and the practicalities of this test event, a thousand fans. How are you going to select those thousand fans? Because there's going to be more than a thousand you want to come. Yeah, just what we said uh, when we put season tickets on for sale. Um, first come, first serve. Uh, so it will be based on the order that, that folks bought them in. Simple as that. And in terms of the stadium uh, opening, uh, what's going to be open for fans in terms of the stands and the areas? So uh, Wednesday, uh, three stands will be open, everything but the terrace. But our 2000, our, our 2000 plan for Coventry is there will be fans in the terrace as well. And what's your message to fans? I mean, they've obviously been so keen to come in and see we're playing the championship and get back to Adams Park. Once they get through the turnstiles into Adams Park, I mean, they have to behave themselves, right? Uh, you know, there's been some lack of clarity on singing and screaming and all that stuff. Uh, you know me, Phil. I, I want them loud. Um, so whatever it takes to do that. Uh, but just their presence, I think, uh, will strengthen the boys and, and, and give the, the, the boys that little extra effort that they need to finish off some of these games. You know, we're walking away from Pride Park here with one point. A little bit upset we don't have three. Um, again, you know, late in that match, last 10, 15 minutes, I can only imagine what the away fans would have done for us today. Um, I know that Wickham lot would have been loud supporting the boys. Maybe uh, that keeper wouldn't have gotten a finger on, on Gareth's shot and it would have gone in, but you never know. Um, we do know we're, you know, we're playing well. Uh, lost the first seven and we've lost one in seven. So, you know, it's time to go on one of those winning runs that Wickham's been known to do. Let's win the next seven. And just back to the fans, whatever the guidelines are, the authorities are going to be looking really closely at whatever the rules are for, for fans coming in. So it's very important that fans take heed of what the advice is and to keep the doors open at Adam's Yeah, Park. absolutely, Phil. You know, we're going to be sending out a lot of information. You're going to have to do the same questionnaires we've had to fill out. Um, yeah, we want everybody to stay safe as possible, follow the rules uh, so that we can continue to have matches at Adams Park. And in terms of income for Wickham Wanderers, I mean, these are season ticket holders that are coming in, so technically that's money that's already in, in the bank. Yeah. Does yeah. it really affect Wickham's financial position? Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, we were really just about to release our season ticket refund plan, so hopefully, uh, you know, that's money we've already taken in, so we're hoping to minimize those refunds as, as much as possible. Um, and so the fact that some fans can come in will help us, uh, certainly. Um, put on the events will cost a little bit of money but you know Neil and Josh and everybody in the commercial side we're, we're trying to figure out some unique ways to hopefully at least pay for those match days so so we're not losing money to open the doors and from a personal point of view you've been living in the center of High Wycombe now for well pretty much right the way through COVID and just a bit before then uh, how have you settled into Bucks fine you know I mean uh, I love it uh, you know, I'm, I, I am. I'm smack dab in the middle. You know, the last six months have kind of sucked and the fact that I can see Wickham but can't really walk around. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the pubs opening back up again. I'm looking forward to Sunday League happening again. Um, I, I know we're not at normal yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm just like everybody else. I just want some sense of normalcy to return. Uh, I realize we need to be safer in the way that we approach things, but... Um, it's been a tough nine months, Phil. And Thanksgiving this week, that would have hit home for you as well, really, being thousands of miles away from your family. Yeah, that was tough. Uh, Thanksgiving is really special in my family. My dad has a huge family event. We've probably got 75, 80, 100 family members and friends there every year. I think there was only 20, and this one was kind of weird because uh, uh, my dad actually got married 
uh, on Thanksgiving this year, and I watched it on Facebook Live. <laughs> Couldn't make it back, so it was uh, that was a tough one for sure. And finally, then Wickham fans back in for Stoke. What's the prediction of the result? 12-0 Wickham. The chair boys have had three consecutive clean sheets at home in the league now. So after the Huddersfield game, I caught up with defender Jack Grimmer to talk about what it's like to be back in the championship. Jack is a defender, 2 0 nils consecutively, you'll be pleased about that. Yeah, um, like you said there, as a defender, first and foremost, I want to <coughs> keep a clean sheet, um, which we've managed to do. I, I don't think we've done that enough this season. I think we've, you know, everyone can say we've conceded more than we should have. Um, and yeah, for me, it's pleasing to keep the clean sheet, but I think it speaks of where we are now as a team that we're disappointed in there coming off 0 0. Um, we feel that we should have got more out of the game, but I think, it, like I said, that shows the journey we've been on that we're now disappointed with nil-nils. And, um, and yeah, but it is always great to get a clean sheet, that's for sure. The squad has come a really long way, A, from League One into the Championship, but from that first three or four games of the season to here, that's a, that's a long way that you've come, both mentally and physically, I think. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's funny to see how many people jump on the bandwagon when we lose the first couple of games. and. Um, you know, after the Blackburn result, it wasn't about hitting the panic button. You know, I think most teams in this league, if they'd had the start that we had, would have been bashing that panic button. But I think it was, and it was almost good for me to see, you know, other team supporters and everyone jumping on it. And, you know, I think it, it just took us a while to get going. And because um, everyone's learning, you know, I think the gaffer spoke about that already that everyone's learning, he's learning, we're learning. And, and now I think. Um, the Wickham of last season is, is definitely turning up and uh, it's yeah it's great to be a part of it again when, when we're getting results. What's the, the coaching staff done here to protect the players? Because like you said, it would have been very easy for a lot of players to kind of crumble after that start. But you know, what did the coaching staff do to get you through that? Yeah, I think it was, um, you know, a, a few boys as well mentioned, including myself, about I think a lot of people last season mentioned our togetherness and it's I'm the first to admit it's easy to say you're together when you're winning every week. I think, I'd, you know, a few of us said in the change room when we'd, I think it was at Reading, we'd put everything into the game and we still lost it. And I still said I would rather not be, I'd rather be in this changing room than any other changing room. And I think this is the, that is the times that the togetherness is shown. And it was weird because I'd been part of, you know, teams before that go on losing streaks. And it training, it's a bit down, it's a bit of, you know, the pressure builds from the Monday onwards. And it just wasn't like that. It just, you know, the gaffer and Dobbo have this, um, and the, <coughs> the boys, the, the, it, it's all down to the team and everyone. You know, they've got this amazing way of just, of keeping positive spirits. And, and, um, and I think that's what finally turned it around for us. Um, you know, the, the Norwich games and the Reading games were real low points um, to put everything into it. And, you know, especially the Reading one score with their only shot on target was just ridiculous. And I think that showed us just how much and how hard we're going to have to work this season. And, you know, I think finally we're getting the results and the points that we deserve. And from a personal perspective, back in the championship, you look like you're really enjoying life out there. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't loving it, to be honest. Um, you know, just to 
every game is is a challenge and it, it brings up different challenges and you know the gaffer and Dover are great at, at having a plan for each team even though with the quick turnaround of games it's just unbelievable but um, I'm loving ticking over just into each game Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday you know it is it's it's really good and like you said to to get another bite of the apple at the at the championship is, is something that I've been looking forward to all summer and it was on my mind heavily um, going into pre-season that I, I wanted to hit the ground running and um, after quite a slow start I think by everyone really up for what the standards that we set us last, ourselves last season I think we've now um, come together and, and really are, are looking more like the team of last season for sure. And at the time of us talking, it's looking like next time you play at Adams Park, there might be some fans, we don't know how many or if at all. Uh, how big would that be for you and the team? Massive, I'm not going to lie. When I seen the uh, um, the news put it out today, I was buzzing. Um, I think, th I've said it before about the playoff games having no fans, it, it didn't. to me it didn't really matter because there was so much riding on the games that you, know, you, fe you almost felt the support at home. You knew everyone was watching because the games meant so much. Whereas now, you know, coming every single league game, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, and there's no fans. It is, I think, it just proves that football is, is literally nothing without fans. And um, it is, it's a special thing that hopefully, it's been a quick turnaround. I mean, from lockdown to all of a sudden fans back in football, it would be, it would be great and it would be something I'd be fully behind. And, um, you know, I'm sure the club will do everything that they need to to get that across the line. And it'll be great to hear It'll be great that people don't hear my screaming voice during the game. They'll they'll actually hear some fans. You know, some of the boys have been giving me a ribbon about that, and it's it is it's little things like that that you know that hearing fans again will be. Um, we heard that actually some people were banging drums and things outside, and and uh, there's people that stand on top of the hill away during the Saturday games, and for people like that to get back in is. I think it's definitely going to give people the lift that everyone needs just now, that's for sure. I was going to mention your uh, your screaming voice. One of the things I've noticed in the commentary, no matter where you are on the pitch, I can hear Jack Grimmer. It, like, it's not even, it's not just you, it's, it's my mates from back home and they're watching it on the TV and my family and, like I said there, the boys on the bench, literally everyone, I think, can hear my screaming voice when I'm, when I'm shouting. But it's part of my game and, you know, it's something that I've... I've worked on and you know being that communicator and, and talker through the and, and be more solid and things like that so it's yeah I'll, I'll try and lower it a little bit but if, if people can hear me that's the main thing yeah I think there's a lot of homeless dogs outside right now <laughs> yeah yeah I don't need a whistle I'll, I'll just shout and scream and they'll they'll come running so uh, but no yeah I, I won't be changing anytime soon that's for sure so then to round off a very busy episode of Ringing the Blues, uh, we talked about the clean sheets that Wickham have had. The last one came against Huddersfield. And how could we leave out the thoughts of the Huddersfield fans? Here's your position view from last Tuesday night. Stiggy. I know folks say this all the time, but that really was the worst game of football I've ever seen. Shocking. Ibiza town. I'm so happy I got the kickoff time wrong. Were it really like that for, for the whole 90 minutes? Galp Harmer. Just remember, that were elite sport. And it was brought back to keep us all in good mental health. Andy C. Wright. Wickham play like a pub side. The problem was, time would drawn into playing the same way, and we can't do it. 
I know Wickham are a small club at this level, but they are still professional footballers. And it's a long time since I saw a team of professionals play such poor football. They make Wimbledon from the 80s look like Man City. Rich HTFC. Awful game. I thought we began brightly, but they dragged us down to their level and started to dominate us. Their whole game is about physicality. They seem to sap any strength out of us with constant head tennis. And in the moments we had to show our class, we blew it. We looked happy to get through it at the end. Still, better than a loss. Kenny Irons. I wanted Wickham to stay up this season, but after seeing them play tonight, I hope they go bust. Absolute dog of a team. Kenny K2. Horrible, horrible game of football. They brought us down to their level, but we aren't able to mix it with teams like that. They'll do a season in the championship, perhaps, but they can't survive long-term playing hoofball. L-Town. Easy to lose games like that against cloggers, so that was a decent point in the context of their recent form. We need to keep calm and keep the faith. Hudders FC. We looked completely unprepared and seemed to be surprised that Wickham were playing long ball, scrappy football and turning it into a battle. Some people say Wickham are garbage, but they're well prepared and they know their game plan. I'm sure the Wickham manager knows he has the weakest team in the division on paper, so he has to find a way to get points on board. East Mid's Terrier. You can hear Ainsworth's post-match chat now. Some of their lads have played in the Premier League and we've held them to a draw. Right, that's your lot for this week. Many thanks to Gareth Ainsworth, Matt Bloomfield, Jack Grimmer and Pete Kuhig. If you are coming to the game on Wednesday night, stay safe and enjoy yourself. If you can't make it to Adams Park, then tune in to BBC Three Counties on the 98FM frequency. The full commentary with me and Sam Avery. Come on, you blues.